Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fifteen years ago today, on June 19, 2002, a little company called TNA Wrestling came into existence in the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Joining me to talk about that 15 years later is none other than pretty much Mr. TNA himself, Jeremy Borash. How are you doing, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm good, Garrett. How are you? I'm not good too to bad. To I figure, like, who better good. to talk to than, like, literally the person who has been to every TNA show ever? I think I think you're the only one left that's been there. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, whole time. That's true. Yeah, true. They, they can't get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, t- today's a pretty monumental day, uh, as you mentioned, and a uh, perfect time to, to kind of reflect back 15 years ago. It's hard. To, I mean, it's impossible to believe how long that's, you know, it's gone by that fast. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, I look back and go, wow, what a wild ride it's been. And, we're, you know, the ride's far from over. So uh, that night, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to look back and, knowing what we've learned since then and uh you know it's been a 15-year college education essentially uh, you know you're, you're right in the middle of everything so uh it's, it's a real big day for me and uh you know personally just devoting most of your life to something for 15 years non-stop is is something to kind of fun to look back and celebrate on now on this day you know yeah i was, I was wondering like has it dragged by if, if you think about like that show 15 years ago all the, all that time back back in huntsville does it seem like an age away or does it just seem like yesterday well, here's where I, and this is going to go deep on you here, Garrett, but, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, where, where time flies by very quickly is when you're doing the same thing every day, and it's Groundhog Day. Uh, you know, you're not going to remember going to work one day versus the other if you're doing basically the same thing every day. Uh, so being in the same place every day uh, has been great, but, you know, I've never really done the same thing every day. So it's just, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to really try every facet of the business in one way, shape, or form by default or whatever happened, uh, you know, when somebody leaves, it opens up opportunity and uh, that kind of thing. So I've just kind of always been the guy that's filled, filled the gap, I think, in 15 years where, where something's needed, I can go and, uh, and do that. So, yeah, I guess it's never been, a, never been a monotonous day, never been a day the same, and I guess that's why it's been interesting all this time. You've worn an awful lot of hats through the years. A few hats, a few hats. But it's good. You know, I, I, real feel, I really feel like it's... Uh, it's been an education and you know it's 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 more than just going to work every day it's it's learning something new or uh you know business whatever it is from video to business to legal things it's yeah it's a constant education you know so it's it's great it's been a lot of fun it's been amazing to think about how it's how quickly it's gone by so i want to go back to like say may 2002 when the like when you were forming the company were you like trying to think of how can we do something that's like different we kind of have to learn from why WCW and ECW didn't really, well, they worked, but they, they went under in the, in the long run. And we have to try to try, try, mm-hmm. uh, try and create something new for like the, the modern pro wrestling market. What was your, what was like going through your minds back then? 
Well, I was actually at the time I was living in Australia uh, and I was doing the World Wrestling All Stars with uh, with Andrew McManus. So I got the call from Jeff uh, saying, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger on this. It's gonna happen. Uh, can you move back home?" And you know, I was <laughs> I was enjoying life uh, quite fruitfully in Australia. Uh, uh, Mr. McManus has been very successful over the years, so uh, you know. Uh, I was living in a, a very, very large mansion and uh, having a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, we were doing, uh, you know, a, a wrestling company. And so I was like, wow, I can't get any better than this. And so the only decision was really at that point was, you know, what could make me go back to America. Uh, and sure enough, just as closely as I had gotten to work with Jeff, this thing actually taken off the, getting the green light. And, and it was actually going to happen. I was on the first plane out. Uh, so... It was kind of a, uh, for a lot of us, just drop everything you're doing, this thing's happening. And, and I guess that's the biggest thing, I think, looking back in 15 years. It's been how, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have this experience, which not, you know, maybe a handful of people, two, three, four, where you're you're literally sitting somewhere with an idea and you see it all the way through to, uh, you know, something that's seen around the world, you know, and, and we're no different than, you know, any other two guys just sitting around, three guys talk, sitting around talking about it idea so to have that ride is is at times bumpy as it's been uh you know that to, to have that experience of literally just sit around and talking about ideas to actually see it all the way through and you know still around today is so yeah it was just it was a mind-blowing experience that was it just to, just to have that so you know i i don't uh, don't regret a day and it's always been a, a wild ride just to have that you know is, is something that's you don't you can't share that experience with a lot of people on earth because they've never experienced do you have like distinct memories of that first show or does it just seem like a blur oh yeah no i got I, I remember just because i don't remember a lot of shows like you know i probably for years at a time <laughs> there's lots of things i don't remember uh you know just the, from the ring breaking before the first match before we were going live uh you know things that you know and i had done wrestling for years you know before in wcw so it wasn't a you know a foreign idea of going out there and doing a show but the fact it was ours and the fact that we came up with it and it was going to, you know, you just took it a lot more personally. So first thing I remember, actually, the very first thing I remember is getting in the ring for the first time. Some of the crowd started chanting TNA before we even went on the air. And the first thing I remember is like, well, and I came from a fan of ECW. It's like, wow, these actually, these letters are easy to chant. I said, that's a good thing. You know, it, it's, it's something the fans can, you know, and right away it picked up. So that was the fir- very first memory I remember ha- thinking when I got in the ring and hearing that chant was, oh, these, these letters actually has some rhythm to them, you know, so I thought that was a good thing. I just remember that very first thing. Then, of course, the ring breaks, and it complete hell broke loose, and we fixed it, but it was, uh, <laughs> from then on, it was a wild ride. I can't imagine that panic that you're launching this big national wrestling company live on pay-per-view in, like, literally minutes beforehand in the dark match with Cheeks. Cheeks, of all people, nearly tanks the entire show. Nearly tanked the entire show, yeah, and it was, you know, one of those things we didn't feel comfortable enough putting him on the, uh, putting him on the main show. So like, well, let's take a look at this Kevin Ford show. And, you know, we did, we need a couple of matches in there first to get a, make sure everything is ready when we go live. So the production glitches, you know, whatever happens. And then sure enough, it just happened that we put together. It was way too big to be in there, obviously for the, for the stability of the ring. And that's what happened. So. Hey, that match did air on that. I think it aired in the second weekly pay-per-view, didn't it? Uh, did it? I, th- I think that match did you air. Might- you know what? It's it's online somewhere, so you may be right. I actually don't even remember. It may, I always thought it was just a dark match. You might be right. It did. Maybe it was explosion. I don't know. 
So like that. that hey, first... I'm, I'm, by the way, can I, can I just tell you something, Garrett? I, I can I have a surprise uh, running guest on you real quick. You, you don't even know this. Go on. Yeah, I've got. I'm sitting next to one of the most renowned superstars ever come out of the United Kingdom. Uh, now you know what? I'll, maybe I'll just put him on the phone and let you see if you can guess. Okay. How are you doing, mate? You alright? It's yourself. How are things, Grado? <laughs> Grado, did you watch the original TNA show? Oh, I, I, here's, here's an interesting fact. Here's a really interesting fact. So, the first TNA show went out in Wednesday the 19th of June, is that right? Yep. I guarantee you that I was the first person in Scotland to see that show because, you know, obviously, maybe living a day with torrents of online and people end up, people end, stuff ends up getting put online or we get international TV deals, you know, TNAs on Spike UK, but back then, it was, really, there was nothing like that. It was the tape trading business. And I got somebody to, to send me the tape on the Thursday morning, and I got it on the Monday morning in Scotland. So I'm getting the bottom dollar I'll put up against anybody in Scotland. I was the first person who watched that first TNA show. Is that an interesting fact? I don't know if it is. That's an interesting fact. Do you actually remember anything about it? I do I remember anything about it. Yeah, I do. I do remember. I, I remember the flying overseas versus General versus Luki, and it was a first match. Uh, AJ. AJ was the first match, and it blew me away. And it blew me away. Blew me away. And then I, uh, what else did I remember? I, I remember the, the rumble, the the, the, the the first show as well. And I just remember going, "Oh, this is going to be cool." Oh, Scott Hall coming through the crowd as well. That was cool. And he ended up using one of the best TNA theme songs of all time, and that was the first night that I was ever played a song called "Marvelous Me." It's a hell of a song. It's a hell of a song. That was the first time. So yeah, really, really great to be to part of this. It's a great company, and uh, and I'll be celebrating tonight. I'll be raising a toast. I've been raising a couple of beers tonight. The anniversary, the 15 year anniversary. Yeehaw! Thanks very much, Grado. Keep in mind, he doesn't really need an excuse to raise his beers. That's just a. This is Daddy Day. Yeah. It, it, fair enough. Yes. You yeah, did bring up the Flying Elvises, by the way, whose theme song you did sing a bit of. We, um. Do you remember the names of the Flying Elvises? There's Jimmy Yang, Jorge Estrada, and Sonny Siaki. You got him. Wow. You and Grado answered at the exact same time. Whereas I, who was ringing out the show, can't remember which one. <laughs> no, I can't. It's been a long time. I haven't gone back and watched a lot of that, so it's kind of disappeared. A lot of it's disappeared from my... So yeah. um, when, when you think back on that, was there any like any doubt that, you know, 15 years later the company is still here? In recent times, there, there's been some, some turmoil, and back in the day there was some turmoil. Was there any Was there any stage where you're like... You know, I don't think it's going to make it. No, I've never once, actually, believe it or not, I've never once thought that because what we went through that first year uh, blows away anything that's happened since in terms of, you know, are we going away? Are we, you know, what's happening here? So that first year burned me out so much to the idea that this thing wasn't going to happen that now I don't need, nothing faces me. So um, I've never had, I've never once lived in fear that my check wasn't going to be there the next week. Uh, and so it's, it's actually been, I'm glad we had that first year. And actually, coming from the end of WCW, where that was ten times worse than anything I've ever experienced, going into a tumultuous situation out of the gate with, with a startup TNA, uh, I was actually, you know, very, very, I wasn't phased by a lot of it, because I'd, I'd been through some pretty crazy stuff already. So, when you know, you, you've worn a lot of hats through the years, as we talked about, you've been doing a ring announcer, you, you've done like backstage uh, backstage announcer you've been a producer stuff like british boot camp yeah. is there any like anything that stands out anything that stands out in your mind that that that's kind of a highlight of the last 15 years either in front of the camera or behind it you know what i think for me personally because you know what you do in front of the camera is is what you do um i i think british boot camp stands out for me 
just because I was an executive producer, creator, and you know, uh, and it was I was proud of it, and I was proud of the, the product, and I was proud of the talent we used on it. And if you look at a lot of uh, where the talent's gone since being on that show, not directly necessarily from that show, but just the fact that we saw people. Uh, saw talent in these people a long time before the, the rest of the, the world stage got to, you know, that was a pretty cool thing. And the production of it and, you know, everybody that was on that show, I'm, I'm still uh, very close with today. So I think everybody loved the experience and, and look back on it and as, as a life changer. I mean, Spud's, Spud's life changed dramatically. Uh, you know, every day of his life is, is you know, a, a difference because of that show. Uh, and there's a number of people like that. So that's, I guess, looking at the, at the, the fondness of everything that still kind of stands out. And if you kind of look back on the people on that show, you see people like Marty Scurll, even season two, people like Kaylee Ray, Mark Andrews, and they're doing big things across the world now. Yeah, Nikki Storm, uh, who actually didn't even make it to, and she should have, you know, I mean, if, if there could have been any more spots, um, she she finished, you know, for all intents and purposes, seventh, but probably should have been higher. She's, uh, you know, an incredible talent. So, there, yeah, there were people on that. Um, I think... I think Jackie Alleher was uh, was on there too briefly, and I don't even know if that made it to the show. But uh, you know, there's a lot of names that showed up, and you look back now, it's like well, there was that uh, you know got to, got to be a part of that. And so I suppose we should talk a little about Slammiversary coming up. Should yeah yeah I'm tra- I'm in the best shape of my life right now, Gary. You wouldn't believe it. You're you're going to be competing. Best I, shape of my life. I looked this up. It will be your fourth match in TNA history. Is that true? Yeah, because you were beaten by Eric Bischoff once, and I think it was about three seconds. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah, that was there was a bell to that, so that was a match. Yeah, EC three beat you up for what a while. Else? That was after he okay, shaved I, head. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then we did. I remember doing. I do remember doing a uh, six man or a handy. What was it? It was three handicap, handicap match, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I remember that in Glasgow when you took to the air. And this would be. Yeah, I guess this would be four, right? You have never won a match in oh, TV history, JP. Well, no, 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 no. Actually, this is not. That, this would be five because in the. First World Wrestling All-Stars pay-per-view in Australia, I was thrown into a uh, company-wide battle royal, <laughs> which, uh, you know, so everybody from the cameraman to the announcers could be part of it, and Jerry Lawler threw me into the, I think it was Jerry Lawler, threw me into the ring, yeah, so I was entered in the battle royal. Yeah. Classic piece of wrestling that just does not get the historic promotion it deserves. And people, I'm sure those WWE shows are still around somewhere. They are. They are. They're gonna. They're gonna. You're gonna see. They're gonna pop up somewhere here soon. I don't but uh, those are fun days. But I'll tell you what. You know, going in, um, going into uh, <laughs> July second pay per view. Uh, my record's about to change, my friend. I'm gonna let you know right now. The record is about to change. Uh, as I said, best shape of my life right now. Uh, I genuinely dislike Josh Matthews. Uh, <laughs> so this will be an easy. This will be an easy fight for me. Uh, as long as I can stay away from Steiner, uh, I will probably go away. Uh, you know, hopefully, with at the very least, uh, no broken bones. That's all we can hope for, I imagine. Yeah, I am by no means an athlete. Uh, you may look at me and think otherwise, but I lack the uh, athletic ability in, in pretty much all departments. And just one last question. How, do, how, how does it feel around TNA right now? Because, you know, with, with the likes of Dutch Mantel, Scott Demore, Jeff Derrick going back, it, it's kind of taking the company back to its roots a little. Does it feel like that? In some ways, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, you hang around long enough, you work with everyone from, you know, uh, you know, I keep, I've worked with literally hundreds of people behind the scenes. Some you spend more time with, some you don't. I've spent a lot of time with all these guys. Uh, so, you know, if you look together at, uh, you know, the people in charge looked at who would be the their ideal team, this is the one they put together. So uh, thrilled that, that everybody's on board. We all get along great. We all have, a, I think, a similar creative vision or at least can get on the same page about one. 
Uh, so, you know, I love working with each one of those guys. There's not a, that, so in that sense, I love going to work. And if you love going to work and I think the talent loves going to work, it makes it for a much better environment. Thanks so much, JB. You got it. You can watch Impact Wrestling every week. It's on Pop, the Fight Network, uh, at 8 p.m. on Thursdays, 9 on Fridays on Spike UK. And Slamversary is coming up on July 2nd. You can watch Jeremy Boris and Joseph Park Esquire face Josh Matthews and Scott Steiner in what will certainly be an interesting match. I promise you that. Promise you. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.